Life's hard, everybody. Situations are weird. We talked about it a bit, but we don't want to get too... We don't want to drag down the podcast too much. Because this is the retro breakdown where we talk about old video games and not current events. Yeah, and it's, it's totally old games that nobody's ever heard of, like Donkey Kong Country. I mean, I think we can... At this point, we can pretty much just stop saying that. Yeah, but it makes me smile every time, so I probably won't. <laughs> I mean, I think that when we started the podcast, one of the core ideas was like, oh, we'll play more uh, we'll play more obscure stuff. And we did for a while. I think, you know, we have a nice mix of whatever Nintendo has decided to put on their service. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about next week, though, because it's like yeah. that's like this next week's obs- game trip world for the Game Boy is like completely out of left field. And I think I've like heard the name before. Yeah. But like that is not a game that anyone really talks about. I think it was only released in Europe or something weird. Oh, um, is that right? I could be wrong, but it, it was even hard to find a copy of it to 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 purchase on eBay. <clears throat> um that is a <laughs> that is a struggle. <laughs> I think it was in Japan. Maybe it was in Japan too. I'm sure. It was, I you know I I almost guarantee it was in Japan, but yeah, probably. I don't believe it was released in the United States at all. In the yeah. states, that makes me think of uh, that makes me think of Terranigma, because Terranigma had the same kind of thing, mm, where it was okay. like it was a, a a Japan developed game, but then it came to Europe and not the U.S. It's weird to think of a game that comes to Europe and not the U.S. Yeah, it actually happened. I wouldn't say a lot, but it happened a fair number of times. It it seems. Yeah, uh, I mean, Action Man. Yeah. Yep. Is this isn't even going to be the first game we play on this podcast that was released in Europe and not the U.S. Yeah. It's just you never really think about it, you know. Mm-mm. No. You always think that like you always think of like games are either developed in the U.S. and then released here, yeah, or they're developed in Japan and then they go to U.S. and Europe. Like it's, usually yeah. in that order, right? Well, and it's 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 certainly there's there's weird games like we just played Star Tropics and that's strange, and and yeah. how that was released. G- and then there's like or Japan like developed, a, but then only released in the U.S. Yeah, or like Secret of Evermore, which is kind of, I oh, think yeah. it's I think that was Square technically, right? That was Square um, USA. Yeah, that's right. It was Square USA, and it was it was made it was in U.S. and I'm pretty sure the the PAL version, and then it wasn't mm. made in Japan. I don't know if that was because of the i've actually only played I, a little bit of it but i don't know if it's i've because also of, only played a little bit of it yep there you go. and i i don't know if part of that's because of when it came out and then that's like because square and nintendo had their falling out and everything around that right. time in 96 ish yeah. 95 somewhere around then so maybe it was canceled because of that maybe it was i feel like i don't even know i feel like there is a lot of story behind mm. the development of secret of evermore that was probably fascinating, but I am not aware of any of it. Yeah, that would be, you know, that might be a fun game sometime to play. Yeah, yeah. I have, I got literally four Mana games for Christmas. That's right, <laughs> yeah. You know, I we, like I got collection, of, like, and they're all for the Switch. I got the collection of Mana, which has Final Fantasy Adventure, which we played on the podcast. Yep. Which is technically Mana 1. Yep. Then Secret of Mana, which is technically Mana 2. And then Trials of Mana, which is technically Seiken Densetsu 3, or Mana 3. Mm-hmm. And then I also got the remake of Trials of Mana. I feel like I would love to, We, we I would really like to play uh, Secret of Mana and 
um so like in Densensu 3 for for the podcast some sometime because i would play through it i'd probably play through it two player with lachis i i was really excited because i i re- realized that you had the collection i was like oh my god does this have online co-op this could be super cool it doesn't and then does it. it doesn't i was it's uh, nintendo so of course it doesn't that would have been so sweet though if we could have played through the the two and three together like that would have been a really fun especially because here's the um, thing the third one's only two people like you can't do it with three it doesn't when the is the last time, time that you played secret of mana so i played secret of mana one time and mm-hmm. i played it when high school so yep it's like 2000 somewhere between 2000 and 2005 uh-huh. and i played it online using one of the like ZSNES or one of or snex mm-hmm, 9 mm-hmm. or whatever emulators that you could type in the person's ip address oh yeah was that yeah, called yeah. like ad hoc or whatever i don't yep. know yep. um and my 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 good friend Kyle and I played through the whole game using that while we were also on the phone at the same time. <laughs> that is a very, very, very early 2000s way of <laughs> like that weird amalgamation of technologies. Yeah. Yep. Like that was cool, though. Yeah, no, like it reminds me of like um, when. I was growing up like I we had like two older computers like we okay. didn't have like a good computer at any point, but they were good yeah. enough to run like Age of Empires one. OK, sure. And we had one that was like basically cobbled together. And that one that one like was in my room. So I could have a I could have a computer in my room to run like really, really low end games and maybe SNES emulation. But sometimes it overheated. <laughs> OK. Like it's it's on that level of PC, right? Right. Like that's that's pushing it. Um, and then we had another one that was like it was like a cheap gateway, but it was a little bit newer. Mm-hmm. And they were both able to run Age of Empires, and my brother and I were both really into Age of Empires at the time. A- Age of Empires one, mind you. Correct. Yeah. Um, and we didn't really have, um, online, so. And and God, if you ever tried to play like, I forget what the Microsoft like online matchmaking service was was called. Uh, they but like that was Spy, a thing. They? I don't think it. I don't remember how the original Age of Empires was there connected was a, to the internet. There was there was a name for it, and I, it it escapes me now. I don't want to drag the whole thing down yeah, by trying not, to think of it. I don't think it was. They didn't use GameSpy, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That was like No, Quake. but it was it was kind of like that. It was yeah. uh it was definitely a uh go to this website to do your matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, because they, they didn't they didn't have it in um it wasn't part of the, the It wasn't native. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Unless you plug like it they in. had a they had a multiplayer thing, mm-hmm. but it was like the LAN party style where everyone's gotta be like wired up. Yep, yep. So, but we didn't even do that. I think my brother ran like a serial cable <laughs> under the carpet through the entire house to the other <laughs> side to like to the other side of the house cuz the cuz the other computer was in like the living room and wired them up so that they could like so that we could like network them with each other. Yeah. And we played Age of Empires with each other via that. Oh, that's awesome. But it's that kind of like, it's that kind of like, I want to do this, 
but there's not really an easy way to do this, so I'm gonna just kind of cobble together some jank way so that we can play together. <laughs> that's that's what that reminds me of. Yeah, I know that's exactly what it is. That and it's 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 a fun memory for me. I actually remember more of that than I do of playing <laughs> Secret of Mana. Uh, oh, also, I looked it up. I believe it was just called Microsoft Game Zone. Game Zone sounds zone. right. And then it was at that point the zone, and it was abandoned in tw- two thousand and six to play Age of Empires. Uh, like most of their their CD ROM games stopped working in two thousand and six for that right, for that right. service. Yeah, that sounds about right. Game Zone sounds <laughs> they, Game they, Zone sounds right. They didn't know what to call it because it was Zone.com. Then it was known as The Village, Internet Gaming Zone, MSN Gaming Zone, MSN Games, or and now it's just MSN Games. I guess what they left it on. Uh, I mean, I now that now that nobody uses it anymore and no one cares, <laughs> there's no reason to keep rebranding it. Apparently, it's still part of Xbox Game Studios. Is this is this actually alive still? Microsoft announced in July of 2019 it would be shutting the MSN Games down or well, shuttering. What is shuttering? I've never heard that term. It's just like, you know, like shutters on a window. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And that's what I was going to say. Where you like close just... them because the the building is abandoned. Yeah. So they were just announcing it will be shut down. So now yeah, it's it, being is, shut it down. is. It is. Oh, in fact, it was officially shut down January 22nd of 2020. Oh. Right after they stopped support for Windows 7. Yeah. That, I guess that makes sense. Huh. Interesting. Well, it's a fun, fun little internet. <laughs> sorry to all of you who were still using MSN games a year ago. Yeah. Did you see that thing that was circulating the internet a few days ago where someone was like, oh, good, my my uh, my 11 year ban to Yahoo Games chess is about to expire. <laughs> no, I didn't. Someone had a screenshot of like your uh, it was like your your account is banned and it's just like Yahoo games chess from like, I guess it would be 2009. And it's like your, uh, your Yahoo games chess account is banned until, uh, you'll be able to access your account again on January 1st, 2021. Oh my God. And he's like, Oh good. I can finally get back into Yahoo games chess. And then, and then it's like, oh, it shut down six years ago. No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it's been only a, a few days since we talked in, 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 in our time. Literally um, two. <laughs> have, have, has anything exciting happened gaming-wise for you? Uh, aside from playing Donkey Kong Country? Aside from playing Donkey Kong Country, yes. Uh, I'm almost done with uh, Fire Emblem. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's Fire right. Emblem Shadow Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, which we both bought at the beginning of December, thinking it would be a good, a cool podcast, which I think it still will be. Yeah, it's it just wasn't one to be streamed. Yeah, I tried it's... to stream it, and I got through like three missions, and everyone pretty much agreed like, oh god, this is boring. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's sad, but it's true. It's not to play. I mean, it's it's old. It's an old game that's old, and it's you know. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll is, talk about the old game. It's staring at spreadsheets from a from a streaming perspective. It was not good. Yeah, it would it would only be good to stream if you were if you were um 
if I if a, my like, channel was a Fire Emblem channel, yeah, Fire Emblem or strategy RPG or yeah. something like that, or or if if you were super into it, then maybe it would it would have been like if if you had nostalgia or something sure, like that. Sure, sure. But it's it's if you're just kind of streaming it casually, you're sort of like, yeah, this is a little rough around the edges because it's mm-hmm. you know a freaking one of it's well it's the first Fire Emblem, it's one of the mm-hmm. early console strategy RPGs. It's it, it it's there'll be. There'll be a lot to talk about someday, but I'm only on mission 10, so we have a lot of time until that Yeah, happens. we got some time. We got some time. <laughs> um, mission 10 of 24, I do believe. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's like, I think there is a 20-something. I, I saw reference to a mission 24, but it didn't say that that was the last mission. It just said like when this, when I was looking up like uh, character stuff. And and there was a sentence that made reference to, like, someone who shows up in Mission 24. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I I was like, okay. I'm pretty sure that's the end. I now know that there is a Mission 24. Yeah. But I don't know if there is a Mission 34. I would Mm. assume that there is not. I I think I looked up the number of missions because I was on like missions four or five. And I was like, how many how many are there? Like, can I can I that's a bad sign. Can I rush through this game or is it like a a game that I've got to think about? And I saw how and I'm pretty sure there's 24. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to just chill. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it was also the start of the like Christmas and all that stuff, holidays and everything. So I felt like it has been a nice game to (laughs) I'll say this. And it's it's both good and bad. Um, it's been kind of nice to just like take the switch to bed and mm-hmm. do like a mission or half a mission. Or then you're like, oh god, I'm tired. <laughs> it, it makes me tired. <laughs> it tires me out. <laughs> which you know, <laughs> that is that's genuinely not a good thing to say about a video game. I would say you. I mean, you know what? I I dare you to not have the same experience with like Animal Crossing. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I can play Animal Crossing. I mean, but I'm if weird, you're though. in bed and it's just like, you're playing something for like it, cause it's like relaxing and it's kind of, mm, it's kind of low effort and it's not really, uh, it's not really driving your reaction times or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Like it's, it's that kind of thing. I'm it just, is. uh, I'm just it's fire, fire emblem. It, it's, it's, it's a chill game. It's a su- for a game about war. It's surprisingly chill. Some missions though are brutal. Yeah, they are. It helps a lot if you just find your if you just find your core team and go. Also, Rapier is completely broken. Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah, I bought a lot of them. Yeah, I bought like five. I think when I when I realized I could restock them because I was just using. I didn't realize like so the first two or three missions I just kind of used the sword and then I was like. Oh, good God. This is actually an important item. I didn't understand mm-hmm. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I also killed many of... I, I think I've only recruited like maybe maybe 70% of the people and then I accidentally slaughtered the other people or forgot to bring someone to the mission that I needed to have to talk to that person. Like, oh, yeah, I'm that's frustrating because there's no indication of who you might need for that. Yeah. it's That's very... Whoops. Yep. That's very <laughs> frustrating. Oh god. Yeah, I, I started I actually started a, a game the other day um called Time Spinner, I think it's called. Oh, I I'm familiar with that. That yeah, was in Metroid... GDQ last year. Oh, was it neat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it's yeah. the Metroidvania. It's it's uh, a Metroidvania one that has to do with like time manipulation skills. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm only a little bit into it, but I I love Metroidvanias a lot, so I'm mm. I'm I'm happy. Even if it's just like a mediocre game, I'll still enjoy it. Um, but like, cause I remember when you were playing, uh, oh god, not Symphony of the Night. <laughs> what's what's the successor? That's uh, not really good. Thank you, Bloodstained Ritual. Yeah, Ritual of the Night. So I remember watching you play that two years ago or whatever it was, and or last year. Last year, no. I guess, Oh, I mean, no, it's 2021 now, so technically it would have been the year before last because it was yeah. it was summer of 2019. Yeah, because I remember watching you play that. I was like, oh, my God, I need to buy this game. And it was that's that's a Metroidvania. That's like a, if you like them, you must play this because it's amazing. Yeah, Whereas yeah, it feels it like Time Spinner is going to be more of a this is a fun game. But if you don't really like the genre, it may not it may not grab you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. It's uh, the. Bloodstained is like it checks all the boxes. Yes. You know, it is like it is now basically like the game to represent that genre. That and yeah. probably like Hollow Knight. Yeah, that that's not just, you know, <laughs> Symphony of the Night. Yeah. I mean like it like in terms of games that have been made in the last 5 to 10 years. Mhm. Like Hollow Knight and Bloodstained are like the two standard bearers for what a Metroidvania is. Mhm. So like if you Even have difficulty any, wise, if you have any the, love for those uh for those genres at all, like these are the games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that Bloodstained it was a game that I sat down and played it for I think 20 to 30 hours straight or something insane. Like it was the first time in a long time that I've had a console game do that to me because you know that'll happen sometimes when there's a new Diablo season or whatever. I'll get I'll get sucked into playing for a really long time, mm -hmm. but I just couldn't stop playing uh Ritual of the Night. It was I loved it. It's very, very good. Um, but other than that, I haven't been, you know, I've I've been doing some Animal Crossing upkeep yeah. still occasionally. I, I like to hop in every every day or so. Well, my sister got it for Christmas, and so now that she has an island, I'll send her letters and stuff like that. So it, you know, that's 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 fun. Like you do. Yeah, you know, it's 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 just like Animal Crossing things. I don't I don't think I've played Animal Crossing since the month it came out. Uh, well, you, you even said it wasn't really for you. Like, I, I said that before it came out, where it's like, I have it because Jesse's going to play it incessantly. Yeah. And I know it's like the biggest game of the year, which it was, in fact, the biggest game of the year. <laughs> like, but like 2020 is over now. We can say pretty definitively that Animal Crossing was like the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Like by far. Yeah. Um. But so like there was there was reason to play it. So I streamed it because I knew everyone wanted to see it. But like mm -hmm. I knew going in and from playing previous Animal Crossings that it would be a game where I would play it for 10 to 20 hours and then never, ever touch it again. Right. Yeah. Just because that's just, it's just you either just feel like, like I got don't. everything that I wanted to do out of it. Yeah. You know, kind of kind of troll around in there for a bit. But eventually it just turns into like. Catch fish, catch bugs, catch fish, catch bugs, catch fish, catch bugs, sell everything. Yeah. So for me, I don't, I don't, you don't even care about money anymore. So you don't even have to do that stuff if you don't want to. Now it's just kind of like organizing my town and like mm. I made like a, you know, you make like, you get an idea for something. So you make that area. Like I made a, for, for Halloween, I made like a pumpkin area where you could carve pumpkins and there's like little stalls selling stuff. Obviously they're not selling stuff. It's all just made up in your head. Well, yeah. But the, the idea of it is what's fun. You're essentially, <laughs> You're essentially uh, playing Legos at a certain point. 
Yeah, that's that's more or less what it is. And well, and so that's why it's exciting when someone that you know is playing because then you can send them little gifts or whatever, right? Like that's 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 I don't think I I've uh, I've played all the other Animal Crossings, but I use almost always quit after a month at the most. Even because maybe I'll time travel, maybe I'll do some stuff, then I'm kind of done. But having Lachesia to play it with all the time made it more fun. And the prospect of future updates, which everyone was mad about. But for mm-hmm. me, I decided, I was like, you know, it is kind of dumb. But at the same time, it's going to make me excited to look forward to the new updates. And I'm okay with it because they're not charging me anything. So that's, I, I, I'm I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not annoyed by that idea of kind of dragging everybody along just to get everybody to keep playing um yeah especially if they're not charging you if they were charging you for these updates and that would suck obviously but that's a whole other story sure yeah no i've i've been very impressed by uh i impressed isn't the right word i i was talking actually in my discord yesterday about oh. how uh how ang- how like irrationally angry i get <laughs> when a game asks me to pay for it more than one time. Yeah, yeah. And that applies to, like, MMOs with a monthly fee. That applies to games that put out, like, expansions every 6 to 12 months that cost, like, 30 to $40. And if you don't get the expansion, then you basically can't play anymore. Mm-hmm. Because everyone else is like, move past you. <laughs> um, any game that has that sort of... Any game that has that sort of feature to it where you're basically expected to just continue paying for it if you want to keep playing um, makes me irrationally upset, like I can... extremely angry. And yeah. the fact that Animal the fact that Animal Crossing has like made their boatload of money and is now paying it forward for like, hey, here comes more content. Yeah, I'm, everyone I'm not... gets this content just like. You just be connected to the internet and you get this content. Everyone gets it. You don't have to pay for it. We want everyone playing the same game. Like, yeah. I appreciate that because I feel like it should be normal and in it comes out as like special. It's I'm I'm kind of torn on on DLC. So for MMOs, I don't mind a monthly fee because you're you're there's a ton of server upkeep for MMOs and there's like lots of there's like constant uh balancing and all that sort of thing. So I don't mind paying for an MMO if if but you don't you right. don't like online MMOs well see anyways. there's a reason why I've not gotten into MMOs and part of that is the reason part of that the biggest part of that I would say is just the fact that I don't have the wherewithal to keep playing a game for a long time right yeah like I need to bounce around and play different things mm-hmm. and I have found that a hundred hours is pretty close to my cap of how long I will play something before yeah, so I drop it and never look at it again. Yeah, you'll barely you you would barely even scratch an MMO with that kind of time. So it, it's stupid. It makes no sense if if that's not your go to. Like if you don't like that at all. But like, for DLC, I'm really I okay. I despise the new the idea of the the season pass. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that when they're releasing the game, they already have content down the road that they that they know they want to release and they're going to give it to you cheaper if you buy it as a bundle. I think that's so annoying. Mm-hmm. I I would rather them just not announce it and say, "Hey, we got DLC in 8 months that we couldn't get done." And if it's a like it, it I guess it depends on the value you're getting. So when they released the Mario Kart DLC, 
I thought that was pretty reasonable because you got a bunch of you got like like a whole nother cup of races and you got some yeah. new people and all this stuff and it was 20 bucks and you got and it was like two different ver like you were going to get it twice over the next x amount of time i'm okay with that like it didn't yeah it didn't really bother me uh smash DLC is, kind, is of kind of a different thing because I, I feel like the you can continue to play the game and have the same experience without buying the dlc but if you want more like but if you want more game you can pay a little bit more and it's basically like buying a partial sequel yeah, like the fact I, that that's that that's fully optional when you're playing it, an MMO and you're playing a monthly fee that is pay or you don't get to play. And for a game like Destiny, where like you also have to buy the like there's no monthly fee, but there's expansions and new content that you have to pay for that every that basically becomes the new like that becomes the new thing in the game where everyone is. And if you don't have it, then you're basically like not playing the same game as everyone else. That's, that's almost of, the same thing. Oh, you're talking. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of a weird thing to complain about though. Cause that'd be like being mad that there's a new Assassin's Creed, right? Cause just because it's the world of Warcraft expansion, it's, it's like buying a whole new game or the destiny expansion. And it's usually like a year or two years later. It's not, I mean, typically they're not like six months after the the base game came out. I mean, right? I, I haven't played Destiny in a long time and I don't really care anymore. So it's just sort <laughs> of, it's sort of the closest parallel that I have. But I remember Destiny year one, mm -hmm. there were, um, if I recall correctly, there were in the first year, there were two small pieces of DLC that were basically like mission packs. Okay. And they were like $20 a piece. And I think you could buy them together for like 30. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. The bundling thing. Yeah. And then within yeah. the first like six months, that's kind of sour. I don't, and I don't then like that. They did the taken King, which was like the first big expansion. That was that the completely real DLC. Rebalanced the game. Yeah. And that was like 40. Yeah, so and that did make the game way, way better. So, like, I would say that it was worth it, except that in one year of playing Destiny, to be in the same game as everyone else and actually, like, up to date and playing the same game as the rest of the people you're playing with, mm -hmm. you have spent $130 on that game in one year. Yeah. Just to keep playing it. And yeah, that it's, it's... doesn't sit well with me. I guess it's weird if because it depends on so if you were to look at it as you bought both Assassin's Creed one year apart you would have spent one hundred and twenty dollars. Right? That is true. It's 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 sort of I think it I think the value of of online games the value of those it's it's really really dependent upon you as a player like mm -hmm. if you're if so for instance if you're playing destiny and you've played a thousand hours over that year or two thousand hours true. or something yeah. wild then spending that extra money in some cases may have actually saved you money because let's say you didn't buy two or three other games because you were buying whatever the mission pack was. That's you know true. I mean? If you're playing that game to the exclusion of all other games, mm -hmm. and that is the that is what you are spending your money on for entertainment, then that actually does make a lot of sense because like that is, you are getting more for your, you are probably getting more for your money than with like buying like five or six games that year. It, yeah, it's, 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 I, it's just the, it's, so for instance, when so I was playing it really, WoW, it really has more to do with me and like 
boy, <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, well, and and some games it feels a little a little little wild. Like so for Pokemon, the the new Pokemon, I was kind of shocked at how expensive the two expansion things were like $30 a piece. Like that seemed really high. Yeah. Uh, for, for what you were getting and they announced them like, like the first one came six months after the base game came out. And that's where I start to feel a little, not, not, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but where I'm just sort of like, I'm not, I'm not bothering with this. Like I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care now. I like, I liked how breath of the wild handled it because I didn't buy the expansion. I don't feel like I missed anything. I didn't care. Like, I didn't want to play through the game on a harder mode, and I didn't... It was neat to see, like, the, the motorcycle or whatever that Link could drive around on, but I don't... Yeah. I didn't care, so I didn't buy it, and I think that's fine, because then it's pretty much just, hey, do you want to do you want to buy this? Do you want to support it more? Do you want more of this game? Then buy this. But if you don't care, the, the, the base game has more than enough content to keep you entertained and happy. You don't feel like you were missing out by not having that. Right, right. And right, I, right. I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um... The one thing I thought was funny is is in when I was this is kind of just talking about the cost of things and how it saves you money was <laughs> in college I was playing a ton of World of Warcraft and some people were like how can you possibly spend fifteen dollars a month to play this game and I was like well the fifteen dollars a month I spend to play this game saves me from going out to the bar with you guys a couple times a week so I have effectively saved hundreds of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I that that's a slippery slope, especially with WoW, because of all of the stories of how WoW has like destroyed people's lives. Well, I guess, but that's that's Where, that's, because, that's specifically because of like pulling back away from your friends. Although I personally <laughs> will never begrudge someone for staying in and playing video games instead of going out to the bar. That is my <laughs> default state. <laughs> so well some of them even played while with me so it's not even like we weren't hanging out and doing stuff i just did i just chose not to go with them to the bar when they were doing yeah. that <laughs> uh yeah, it's, it's just it's funny how it's it's perspective can be a uh important sometimes because yeah 50 dollars a month if you're thinking about it if you don't play the game very much or if you're buying every other game that also comes out, then it's sort of like, why am I paying for this? And that's what would happen is I'd be like, oh, I'm so sick of WoW. I'm done playing it for a while. So I just cancel the subscription for six months, you know? Right. And then and then go back to it. But yeah, yeah it's, and I think it's, that, I, I think, like, when I say I get angry when a, when a game asks me to pay for it multiple times, mm-hmm. that, I think, is not so much an indictment on, like, these games are bad because they do this, mm-hmm. so much as it is, like, that keeps me away from games that are structured that way. Sure. Because to me, spending, you know, so $15 a month on World of Warcraft comes out to like $90 a year. Yeah. Which is a pittance if you sure. really, if you really stack it up. Wait, no, that's incorrect. 10, 100, 120. So it's like 180. 80. Yeah. I did. I did six months, not, not 12. <laughs> why well, didn't right. stop you <laughs> still 180 dollars a year for for an entertainment expense is not a huge deal no no um but i am the type of person who finds much more enjoyment with you know three or four different experiences three or yeah. four different games because i'm yeah okay perfect example because I knew this would happen, and I said it when it came out. But how into Fall Guys was I when it came out? Yeah, it was. It was. You were like, "This is going to be my game. This is going to be my game. I'm going to play it all the time. I'm never going to get tired of it." Like, 
you haven't streamed it in a long time. <laughs> I haven't played it. I, like season three came out four weeks ago. Oh, wow. I have not played it. Like I have played. What did I tell you was like my my upper cap for like this is about how long I can play a game before I get tired of it. Yeah, around 100. OK, so I have hours. 117 hours into Fall Guys. Yeah, now you're just like, ah, and I am uh, like, I am staring at it and I'm like, I have no desire to play this. None. Yeah. And then and who maybe maybe when like the the because I'm sure there'll be some kind of expansion or buy 10 new maps or whatever it is. Maybe maybe this will be the game that you say, hey, you know what? I really want to do that. Or maybe it's going to be like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> no, Fall Guys is Fall Guys is like the all the updates are free. They do sell like DLC costumes. And, OK, and okay. like microtransactions so they, they do like the currency. it's like the Dota. Yeah, but like they do new seasons every two months. Where it's like new maps and new new content, new uh, new um, uh, cosmetics. Cosmetics make people a lot of money. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. But I mean, that's what I mean. Like, literally, there's like eight new games in fall, like mini games in Fall Guys that I've not even played yet, and I don't care. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I so just it's like you just you just hit it. You uh, hit your cap, and you're happy I hit now. the cap, and I'm just like I. I, I look at it, it's not that I don't like it, and that's the thing that really, like, that's the thing that really, that really sucks, is, like, I look at it, and it's like, hey, Fall Guys is fun. Like, I really, really like Fall Guys. That's a, that's a cool game. I liked it a lot. But it, in my mind, it is, it is past tense. I liked it a lot, and now it's over, and I'm done mm-hmm. with it, and I'm not going to play it anymore. Like, it just, it's been filed away as, like, a past experience that I'm not having anymore. Despite the fact that it's designed as a game you can just play forever. Well, but I don't even, have that in me. That even happens to you with games that you, you like a ton. Like, yeah. like Hades or something. Like, <laughs> Hades you haven't is played such Hades. a weird one because I played that for, like, a year and a half while it was in early access. Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> and then it came out and became popular. And I was like, I'm done with this. I've gotten everything out of it already. Which isn't even true. <laughs> I've not even access. finished like the actual ending ending. That's what I mean. <laughs> I have to I have to clear like three or four more runs to actually get like credits. <laughs> but I've played it so much for so long that I just can't even drag myself to do it. <laughs> it's, I'm it's... getting I'm getting scared because I'm uh, I'm up to like 70 or 80 hours in Yakuza and I'm starting to feel it. Wow. 80 hours. I've done like every single bit of side content I can. I can. Uh, manage. Okay. Okay. Like f- five of those hours are just me sitting there playing Mahjong. If not. Well, more. yeah, I, I know that that that's not a, but, but to be fair, that's not does that, that doesn't weigh on. It your, doesn't really count towards the, it doesn't really count towards the internal timer of how long I can yeah, play a game. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you would have just played it on like, you know, Nintendo's uh clubhouse games or something. <laughs> I actually found a, uh, I actually found a new mobile app Ooh. for, uh, which God help me has a gotcha mechanic, oh. a gotcha mechanic in the gambling game. <laughs> yeah, That seems fine. It's honestly like, it's actually totally fine. Cause I don't like I, for me, cause I don't mm-hmm. care. That's how it starts. No, I mean, cause I don't <laughs> care about the cosmetics. Yeah. That's what it's I'm saying. Like, that's how it starts. There's like that's how it different, starts. there's like different characters in the game. Yeah. You start with two and then there's like different outfits for them. And then there, you could d- get different characters and they're all gotcha based. And I have yet to actually earn any of the currency. 
and I mm-hmm. don't know how it works, and I don't want to because I can just play Mahjong, and that's kind of the whole point. Right, that's that's what's fun. I think so. The the weird thing about costumes now that's become the norm for for DLC or uh, mm-hmm. like paid content in games right. that you've already paid for or free to play games. Yeah, and, and it's easy. It's easy for them to justify because they can say like, "Oh, you can pay for this," and it doesn't it doesn't affect the game balance or the game experience. One and every and I've seen this argument made multiple times where it's like, "Well, and it's great because this way, if we happen to get a license with." lucas we could have star wars or we could have lightsabers in the game or whatever like oh, that's, yeah, i've seen yeah. that exact like phrasing used across a couple of different games i'm like well yeah that's fine and i don't care if you have cosmetic dlc none of that bothers me i do think it sucks if there's nothing in the actual game to unlock right like that's where it's sort of well now we're in a weird gray area where all of this would have been in the game originally but now that you want to make money which i understand it's kind of superseding the 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 joy of unlocking something through yeah. playing the game and that kind of sucks. That or is the... one thing that really sucks about modern DLC is because a lot of what's being is that a lot of what's being sold as DLC now is stuff that was just unlockable through gameplay or like finding it in a hidden spot. Like holy yeah. crap, that's where you get that cool thing. Yeah, it like was stu- it was stuff you could find or earn by playing the game, and now it's locked behind. It's either locked behind like actual money transactions or you can still get it by playing the game, but they also want you to spend money on it. So they've made it grindy and and annoying to get instead of yeah. rewarding. Yeah, that, that was a good example. Would you, They could have easily have made the Master Sword or the, the Hylian Shield in Breath of the Wild like DLC that you would have had to purchase or some nonsense. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you can find them. Mind you, you can only get, I think, you one of them, but they and they can break, but I think you can repair them before they break as long as they don't break. I don't remember exactly. But uh, th- those those kinds of items could have easily have been, oh, look at this, for $1, you can, or, well, excuse me, mm-hmm. for $5, you can get the, the sword and shield combo or something. I feel like that's, you know what that would be? That would be like a, um, that would be a pre-order bonus. A pre-order bonus that can then sold later. Because that, that's what that... If you notice, a lot of pre-order bonuses now have text at the bottom that says, this may be sold individually later. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Also, so, <laughs> sometimes those... The, I, I, I used to get really suckered into the pre-order bonuses. Like, oh my God, you're going to get gold armor or you're going to get this special item. I'm like, oh, that's so neat. And then after playing the game for three hours, you're like, yeah, that stuff's useless. And you're like, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? I actually... I've actually had the opposite problem. Sometimes you get pre-order stuff that completely borks the early game, the early game's balance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't like this. Like, oh, yeah, like, I, that's what I fact, mean. Though like, I have these I have these early game weapons and they're really good. So I just like why even sort use of trivialize the first five hours of the game because I have this stupid DLC weapon <laughs> and I kind of hate it. Like, this is boring now. I think it's the worst, the, the, the times where it becomes sort of useless or dumb is when it's cosmetic changes and then, or you have to wear like a certain item to have a certain look or whatever it is. And then you're kind of like, oh, well, if I wear this, then I can't wear this, which is actually better. Or, or it forces you to like, should I use the, the gold coloring because I paid for it technically <laughs> or whatever it is like in, uh, yeah, there's, I can't think of like Ghost of Tsushima had some pre-order bonuses and actually they were kind of neat. That, you know, so that's a game that's handled releasing it 
and then releasing a ton of bonus content totally for free extremely well like the they, they added a whole multiplayer area i haven't played it at all because i'm not really i don't care about multiplayer stuff in a lot of these single player games yeah but the people that like it have to be excited about it because it's it's a huge like a huge addition to the game totally for free um that's that's i like that i I really yeah it's it's weird to say you appreciate a company doing that because it just feels like part of the game but the truth yeah. is is that it's not anymore it's it's it is something that you have to say oh wow that's great thank you yeah. It's it's kind of like when they have the nintendo directs for smash brothers and you're like wow those new characters awesome i hope i have 20 dollars to buy them all i know i know <laughs> it's, i mean i don't it, play it, it but increasingly that's it, feel it like. feels like you have to you have to thank game developers for doing the bare minimum yeah yeah for doing what was for doing things that were expected and that were assumed 10 15 years ago yeah but now it's like oh wow how very consumer friendly of you (laughs) neither one of us really play many sports games but holy good lord the sports games those people put up with the most egregiously disgusting monetization of their games and they don't even care no like or they keep paying for i don't i am was i shocked, have okay. shocked to find out how much those cost like across every single oh, I know. game yeah. all of them have an, an, an enormously it's 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 kind of gross actually some i of have them. dabbled in sports games sure I, sure I will i will go ahead and straight up say i i have dabbled in sports games the the most recent Throw out a year. What do you think is the most recent, like, annualized year sports game that I have actually played and put, like, more than, say, 20 hours into? Uh, I don't, the last one I bought was um, NFL, like, 97. No, no, maybe maybe I, I played the Dreamcast. Okay, more recent than that. 2000. So I'm going to say you played, I don't know, like, <laughs> one of the football games, either high, sc- or high school, either college or, or pro sometimes in the early 2010s like something like that okay that yes 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 um the most recent annualized sports game that i actually from like a major developer that i actually put significant time into Mm -hmm. was dated 2019 2019 yeah wow now allow me to explain it was mlb 19 uh, the show 19 Oh, it was, so it was actually I baseball. I was wrong about the sport. All right. Um, it was free on PlayStation Plus. Ah. Uh, so I was okay. like, hey, you know, it's been a while since I've messed with the sports game. Let's see if they're any good. Right? Yeah. Let's let, let me just let me just like let me tag in and, you know, I'm kind of on a baseball kick right now. Let me just let me just take a look at this. And I got into it and I played it quite a bit. There's a there's a new trend in the last like five or ten years where you can uh instead of just playing like the full game where you're mm-hmm. kind of just in control of the ball all the time no you get you, to like have a you get you you get to, you, ba- you basically get to play an rpg yeah 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 it's yeah, awesome so i actually like those modes quite a bit in yeah most it's really sports, cool where it's just like play your character doing your thing on the field and i'm like hey I'll, that's that's actually really neat i like that i'll never i'll never forget reading uh it was someone who was angry about video games and saying how all these gamer losers playing their rpgs and final fantasies and stuff because he only plays his sports games and he likes the career mode and i was like dude you are you are very confused yeah (laughs) but yeah i I, the the career mode seems awesome my my one buddy is obsessed with it for the the nba games Mm -hmm. Uh, he loves it those have straight up like cinematic storylines now (laughs) yeah 
and but, and, and an outrageous cost. But well, I'll talk about yeah. that after you're done. So yeah, like I have every couple of years, I will pick up a, uh, I will pick up a, a a sports game, and just kind of like troll around in it a little bit. And usually I'll play it quite a bit. I'll play it for like dozens of hours and get like a couple of seasons in in, in a career mode. Yeah. Before I before I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm I'm gonna drop this now. Um but the caveat here is that I am revolted <laughs> by the monetization strategy of sell the same game for ten years and charge full price because we changed some of the names. Yeah. And like the stuff you purchase doesn't carry over to the next year. No, of course not. But but so <laughs> I have not actually paid for a sports game for like or at least i should say i have not paid full price for a sports game or anywhere near 60 dollars. i have not paid more than like three digits well wow hundreds (laughs) like less than ten dollars yeah i get what you're saying you were thinking sense yeah i was thinking sense Um, um i don't think i've i don't think i've paid um, more than $10 for any sports game that I've picked up aside from like rocket league. But I mean, like, you know, I mean no, like no, actual count. licensed annualized sports games. No, I'm if, if you want... probably 2005. Okay. Um, that's, that's a, yeah. And even that time. one, I'm not sure. Cause I got Madden 2005 for Christmas. I want to say, and I, I don't actually know how much it cost. I assume it was, I assume it was new. I I think I got it like the year it came out. So I assume it was, uh, like the latest and greatest at the time. Sure. Um, but I don't actually know. And it wasn't actually my choice. So if you're, if you're talking about me and my purchase decisions myself, I have literally never paid full price for a sports game. Cause I don't see any point. If I get the itch to play a sports game, I will, I will head out to the bargain bin at GameStop and get one that's two years old for three dollars. <laughs> sure. You yeah, know, the, because the previous I'm, year's version is 99 cents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It like and the only thing you're missing is that the rosters aren't updated. But hell, half the time, that's more fun. And if you play career mode like me, once you get a couple of seasons in, half the roster is going to be new, made up, randomly generated characters anyway. So who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. The I I was just I, I and I'm, probably those earlier versions actually are better anyway. Well, that they, I can't like, say. I don't know. Every every other year, it seems like they act like short of not making the games better. It seems like every other year there's a big thing where like the new sports game actually is worse than the previous one because they have actually cut features. That's weird. It is weird. There was a there was a thing a few years ago where I don't remember which sport it was or which franchise it was, but everyone was like, hey, so it seems like you cut franchise mode, which is the mode where you just get to go and play as your team. Right. And and like play through a season and like manage the roster and stuff, which is like the most basic mode of the game. It seems like you've we noticed that you cut franchise mode because you're trying to get everyone to do this uh, pay to win online version. 
of franchise mode? Yeah, there was like you could. It was franchise mode where you get up to date stats, like weekly stats or something, right? Mm-hmm. I think there was something like that where it, as the players actually played the games and their stats changed in real life, they updated their stats in the game, but that, that cost actually, money. Actually, I, I will give them a minimal amount of credit here, if you can call it that, and say that that is actually a feature that most sports games now have for free. Oh, okay. Those okay. are like free, like weekly patches. Ah, gotcha. That's kind of, that's neat at least. I mean, like, like if you, but only during the year that the, like it's of course, one of the of things course. that you get for buying the game in the year that it comes out. Right, right. That, I mean, that, that I under, I can, I can, if, if their other pricing structure wasn't insane, I would be like, that's fine. Like, I, I would understand that they wouldn't update previous year's things because there has to be a reason to buy the new the new game. So I, I would I'm not upset about yeah. that. What, but like, but, as long as you are playing the game in the season and in the year in which it is current, you do get like regular um, you get like regular weekly updates where based on a player's performance, their stats may go up or down. Sure. Yeah. Like the, little little adjustments or whatever. Do you remember the when FIFA was like they were under the spotlight for 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 like their DLC prices because you had got like character packs that you could then use to make fantasy teams or something and it was oh yeah that's still was, happening. God, that was that was so expensive. But the one that blew me away was so my my buddy loves the 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 NBA games and he bought the newest one mm-hmm. on PlayStation Four and you know that came out sometime this summer or whatever it was and. He 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 likes doing the creative career. He played through on his first character. He like did it legitimately, but he likes to have different because I guess you specialize in a in a position. Yeah. When you do the career, mm-hmm. so his he has some friends, but some of them play different parts, and so he likes to make up cut up or like he like he picks up the slack. So he has different characters. Now you can level one up from scratch, or mm-hmm. you can just pay to have them at maximum level and then distribute yep. the thing. The payment's fifty dollars. Yeah, it sure is. And. The, the the PS4 characters, while the game carries over to PS5, you get the PS5 game, quote-unquote, for free. Mm-hmm. You still have to, like, redo all of your character stuff. Yep. Dude. Yeah. I was like, what? We're talking hundreds of dollars. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Is, it. it is indefensibly disgusting. Wow, and I, I, I put that caveat on, like, I, like, every once in a while, I will admit, I want to play a sports game. Sure. Like, I get well, fun. Sports it. are fun. It's, you know, like. I, I like, I mean, I usually like more arcadey type sports, like, a, you know, if, if, if. I mean, like, everyone uh, loves NBA Jam. Right. That, why, well, I, you know, or, or, or if they made a, um, shoot. What's the, the golf story game? Those people, like, I feel like if oh, they, they were yeah, talking golf about. Oh, yeah, golf story's great. I mean, I love, I hate real golf, but I love a, <laughs> I love a, a video game golf that's not taking itself too seriously, like golf yeah, story. Yeah, golf story's or, fantastic. Or any of the Mario sports games from yesteryear. I haven't played any of the recent ones, but I loved the the old ones, like on sixty four and mm-hmm. a couple on GameCube. Did um, you see the uh, Did you see the speed run of Mario Golf Toadstool Tour for the GameCube? <laughs> no, was it fun? It's really good. Like, dude is just like casually lining up and taking shots in like a quarter second. It's I would like, like that. And just I, like sinking birdies and everything, he is the the speed run is basically he has to he has to get first place in all six tournaments, mm-hmm. and he he crushes it so hard that part of the speed run is just to give up on one of the longer uh, on one of the longer holes late in the 
and just accept the like and just minus accept five the maximum <laughs> penalty the maximum whatever. penalty because yeah. he's so far ahead that he can eat that and still win. <laughs> I remember unlocking like you could unlock like Metal Mario and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. In yeah. the sixty four, man, that game was so cool. And I had the Game Boy Color one, which I loved. I actually like the Game Boy Color one more than the the sixty four one. And they can Coastal sync up Tour the... is actually really really good. I never played the GameCube one. I, I played really the sixty four and game or in the Game Boy Color one so much that I was kind of golfed out when yeah. the the next iterations came. And I That's ended understandable. up understandable. I loved oh man Mario Tennis was super fun. I didn't, Mario I've... Tennis Aces for the Switch is also really good. Okay, I did not buy that one. I because I had heard a lot of negative things about it, but then I didn't realize it. I didn't at the time. I didn't realize it was probably just like that weird grumpy fan base that's very vocal about a lot of things well and it seems like that was the biggest complaint because it the is game very arcadey which ah, so it's you more know, for your for your purists is not really what they want okay but i will say this um do not make sure you're not conflating criticism of the wii u mario tennis which is actual garbage no, no, it was it was with definitely the, the Switch uh, one because that's that's why I, Switch. that's why I didn't buy Aces. It's because I just heard a lot of people complaining that it was it was too simplified to be fun, is what I had heard. Yeah, um, I I don't think that's necessarily true. Although, like, there, I mean, it is simplified, but more so than like a a simulation. Sure, right? There's still I, I don't know, there's still stuff. I mean. I'm I not think... a, I'm not a tennis savant, so like I don't know what people are looking for, but I had fun with it. <laughs> if I had if I had I the, the the main reason I didn't get it aside so when when you hear negative press sometimes it's kind of enough of a reason to be like, yeah, okay, I'm not gonna bother. But yeah, the the, no, the true that. biggest reason why is that I I would enjoy it more with couch co op or like, you know, if I had like four friends that also wanted to buy the game, but then sure. you're looking at a much larger investment across four different people. Yep. Whereas if you're all playing yep. on the couch, only one person has to buy right. it. Right. Yeah, I uh, get you. So if I had people in my city that wanted to play it, then it would have been like, a, oh, this is a no brainer. Yeah. Let's buy it because this would be really fun for a few hours, you know. Yeah, because it, it's an, it is an out. ideal game for like pop it in and pop it in when your friends are over so everyone can play together and just fool around. Yeah, that's it, it's that's, got that Mario Party energy. Cause that's what it felt like it was going for. And since I don't have that, like that, that's not really an option for me. Like Lachis and I could play it, but that only is fun for so long. It's, it's, it's kind of like the, for me, those games are sort of, it's, it's sort of like a Mario party fun where it's everyone's together, sort of all goofing around. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to know that it was, that it's, that you enjoyed it. So, so, cause I think they're, yeah, I, it's all right. I remember reading a rumor that they're making another Mario sports title, but I, I don't remember. I mean, that's... they're never not making a, <laughs> A Mario sports title. <laughs> There's always one in the in the in the type in the pipeline somewhere. Yeah, I hope I hope something comes out. I would I would be interested in in picking one up now that we're talking about it. Interestingly enough, I, I wish they would make a new baseball one because that actually would be fun. S uh, Super Sluggers is actually really fun. So is Strikers. Oh, the yeah. soccer one, the soccer one. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I like Strikers. That was the GameCube one that I got into a lot. Uh, I guess they're mostly doing a lot of the Olympic stuff, which is okay. I mean, there is money there. Yeah, I, I I will admit I bought the the newest one when it was like fifty or sixty percent off or something. It was like twenty five dollars. Aren't they basically all just like like uh, quick time event mini games? Yeah, the they're pretty part? silly. It was it was mostly to play with my sister. 
um, when we were together at Thanksgiving because it was just like Leticia, my sister, and I. And so yeah. we were. That's uh, fair. We wanted something kind of new to play. Um, and I was like, well, hey, this is on super sale. Let me buy it. Sure, it's, sure. It's worth, it's like $25 was, was worth like the five or whatever hours we played it for. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not, it's, it's really mediocre. I, I would say wholeheartedly, if I was not in a setting where I was playing it with my sister, I would not have bought it. Like, I, I feel was... like there is a, I feel like there's a certain, uh, classification of games like that where they yeah. are completely mediocre, simple, not difficult six out of 10 video games. And there is absolutely no inclination whatsoever to make it any different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that's, like, that's the, I think that's Mario and Sonic at the Olympics as a, as a whole, because like the audience that they're going for is, is like kids and people who want it because it's an Olympics game. I mean, and hell, the, the original. No one is looking for like, no one is looking for a steep difficulty curve on <laughs> these games. Well, and, and, and the original was like, holy crap, Mario and Sonic? <laughs> like, in the same game. Because I'm pretty sure that was the first time they were together on like the box like that. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, probably. But it, it was like in 2006 or seven. Yeah, that, that the first one came out. I think so. Um, which is oddly enough, only a few. It's only like five years after Sega died. When you when you think it's it's sometimes as a, my memory, as a hardware it's hard developer. To, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, it's it's sort of hard to think. It's 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 weird to me to think that 2002 was you know gamecube still happening and then by 2007 the wii was out like it's i know it's not it's not that it's like a long time when you're in the middle of it but thinking backwards it's it's a weird thing to think about time where then the wii was out for freaking ever like it felt like a system that was around for such a long time for some yeah. reason i don't i don't know i mean it was sandwiched between the gamecube and the wii u both of which died pretty fast yeah, and I liked I loved the GameCube a lot. That was like my favorite. I like the Wii U a lot. There's a the, reason why most of the Switch's best games are Wii U ports. Yeah, well, the Wii U had an amazing library. It just got completely hosed in terms of how they marketed it, and right, uh, sort of. It's it's sort of Nintendo's own fault because they didn't really do anything with the other screen in any of their own games besides give it a map. Right. Like I mean, we've talked about that a couple of times. We have. But yeah, that's a. Uh, you know, what we haven't talked about yet is Donkey Kong Country. I was just about to say we we might want to we might want to talk about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's been a while since we since we really went into like sort of an issues part of the podcast where we're just talking <laughs> about like video game things. Yeah, so it's all good. I had fun. We're a, we're a little it... longer on it this time, but I'll be honest, I don't have that much to say about Donkey Kong Country, but like. That doesn't mean we won't still get an hour out of it. But first, a word from our sponsors. Yes, actually, before we talk too much about Donkey Kong, I think you should get this. It's it's, it's only fitting because this is how my introduction to Donkey Kong went. Did did you get one of these in the mail? Look into Discord. No. So absolutely I, not. Both of my houses, my my dad's house and at my mom's house, uh, I was sent one of these VHS tapes. I don't know why. I got it at my dad's because I didn't have Super Nintendo. Or I mean, I didn't have a like Nintendo Power subscription. I have no idea how we were signed up 
to be on some Nintendo mailing list um, to receive the VHS. And my mom's, it makes more sense because I had, we had Nintendo Power like once for like a year before the, the Donkey Kong Country was released. But they sent out promotional VHS tapes mm-hmm. that were just uh, interviews with the, the designers and developers of the game and some footage of the game. And that's how I was introduced to Donkey Kong Country before the internet. But like, what a crazy, huh. crazy promotion for for a video game! Like Nintendo was like, we are going to sell the hell out of Donkey Kong Country, so they made v- a VHS video. Like, it's like getting I mean, sent that's a YouTube an expensive, video. Expensive, like yeah, it's really expensive. That's an ex- like that's a lot more expensive than sending you a, a like a postcard. No, it was. It's like getting mailed a YouTube video on VHS in 1994. I mean, as was the style at the time. Of course, of course. But, well, I, I, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm not making fun of the medium so much as the idea of how big, uh, like, it's a really big commitment by Nintendo. And let me just say it paid off because I Donkey Kong Country is like the fourth or third or something best-selling Super Nintendo game in America. Is it really? Yeah. it's. I Like, I'm not super surprised to hear that, but, like, considering how much gold there was on the on the Super Nintendo... Like, it's kind of surprised. Like, you could have said anything, and I'd have been like, "Oh wow, that's third." <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So the, the best selling is obviously Super Mario World. Now, I don't. It's it's interesting because the four or the uh-huh. five best selling games are Super Mario World, Super Mario All Stars, Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario Kart, and Street Fighter Two: The World Warrior. Interestingly enough, all five of those games were packaged with the Super Nintendo at one point or another. So yeah, I'm not so entirely is that sure. Counting right, I don't know how they count it. Yeah, uh, I've always wondered that myself. But but still, Donkey Kong Country was a, a massive success yeah. for for Nintendo. It so much so that the sixth best selling game was Donkey Kong Country Two, which was yeah. never packaged with. Like right, right, it outsold right. The Legend of Zelda, which was packaged with the Super Nintendo. Yeah, the I'm surprised one. to hear Zelda not even in the top five, mm-hmm. despite it being one of the earlier games to come out on the console. Dude, it was it's like ninety two. It's, it's the seventh. Uh, best-selling game and it was packaged with a console and i yeah in america i think it was 92 right yeah 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 i, I think you're is. right it's, i think it's 91 in japan but like regardless like within the first year or two of the of a of what was ultimately like a six or seven year life cycle i mean dude donkey kong country 3 is the 10th best-selling game on so the Super all Nintendo. three of the games are top 10 like that's that's crazy to think that prior to this, Donkey Kong's only real entry into video games was as uh, Donkey Kong. <laughs> as Donkey Kong, yeah. I think they had Donkey Kong Junior. They, I mean, yeah, but but it's still, <laughs> it wasn't like he he was not the oh he I, he he was in Mario Kart also as as you know a kart racer and stuff, but he didn't have his own. DK it wasn't Jr. like a that was actually Donkey Kong Junior in Super Mario Kart. You're right. That's right. Yeah, because he had the shirt, right? Because I, yeah, because at that point, Donkey Kong was still a villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess like Donkey well, Kong and- Junior kind of like flipped the script on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Donkey Kong went from villain to victim. Yeah, dude, dude. But was so- never like, but was never actually considered a protagonist in the in the Nintendo verse until no. DKC. Prior to Donkey Kong Country, the last Donkey Kong game, there was a Donkey Kong Game Boy game that came out that was kind mm. of, uh, you know, just a throwback to the old arcade games. But prior right. to that, it was Donkey Kong Classics, which was just Donkey Kong on the NES in 1988. Right. 
And uh, even and that, those are just arcade ports. Right. Those are all arcade ports of the first, like, what, five games that there were. Or, well, maybe not Donkey Kong Jr. Math. That was a special game, which I think was, I think that was one of the ones that was uh, added to the, 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 the original Animal Crossing as one of the joke games, but I could be wrong. Because I remember Animal Crossing, the original one on GameCube actually had uh nes games in it and one of them was actually zelda but you couldn't get it legitimately because i think they were going to make you buy like a card packs and stuff that just never came out i don't know but you could get original nes games in freaking animal crossing which is awesome but uh but yeah donkey kong country was this it's this crazy idea that hey let's make let's make a platformer (laughs) featuring the bad guy yeah and let's sell it to you with a VHS tape in the mail. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not. It, it literally worked. I would not have bought the game. I, I mean, I didn't buy it anyways. I was eight. Like my, well, yeah, of course. My, my, my dad and I, we watched the VHS. I was like, Dad, this looks so cool. Can I get this for Christmas? And he was like, Well, maybe we'll talk about it because the game was coming out in November. Uh, so right around that, you know, that hype. For yeah. it was, this was this is like some early hype cycle stuff, like a VHS yeah. for Donkey Kong Country. I mean, like I think that's probably why it was so effective because if you got promotional material in the mail now to yeah. promote a video game, you would probably throw it directly in the garbage, and then just if you were even mildly interested, you would just go Google it. Yeah. I mean, if I, I will admit, if a company sells me a VHS in the mail in twenty twenty one, I will buy their video game just just because you they know, sent me a VHS. Fair. I just anyone listening to this, if if you want a surefire way to get me to purchase something, send me a VHS because it's hilarious. <laughs> but Donkey Kong was this kind of revolutionary game, right? Like, not in terms, a lot of ways, not yeah. not in terms of the gameplay so much, but just in terms of the 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 graphics. Like they were freaking un- incredible looking for the Super the Nintendo. The visuals are even now unlike anything else in that console generation yeah and what was cool was the the the, it was such a big deal actually that in in the back of the instruction manual they make a point of just saying how um the way that the graphics were designed was using these these graphic workstations that were also used in movies like jurassic park and terminator Mm -hmm. 2 yeah like the way that they made these models and then put them in the super nintendo was a huge selling point of the game because it's one of the first times for me as a kid that i remember thinking wow this looks really cool like it looks so different than anything else i've ever seen before yeah it it does not um it's weird because like looking back on you know sort of the heyday of rareware um, this is not a company that is particularly well known for like graphical leaps. No, like they're beloved for different reasons. They're beloved for like quirky characters and for, and you know, and for like a sort of cheeky sense of humor and good music. Yep. Yeah. Rare, rare prior to Donkey Kong, uh, country. I, I would say that it was maybe i wouldn't i i knew the name rare after donkey kong country prior to that i didn't at all and they had made games that i'd like like they made battle they were part of battle toads yeah, and battle toads yeah and i i played i mean this is silly but i you know i had the um what was it god uh sesame street like abc games which was made by them i remember playing sure. it um so they, they made a bunch of random stuff but after donkey kong country after its massive success they made that and and they had a oh the vhs also had a, a stinger for like dude there was a stinger in it for killer instinct <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. so yeah, the donkey kong country AI too 
I yeah, would say so, that Donkey Kong Country is probably right around. I'm not saying it's like the start of it, but it definitely like tracks around the beginning of like this is when Rareware this is when Rareware became like a top tier developer. I think this is around era. the time that Nintendo decided, hey, this is like, you know, it's time for you to become part of us for 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 real. Like it's also like we, one of the first um that I can think of, it's probably one of the first instances of them yep. outsourcing an intellectual property to a different developer. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, to put it into perspective, they 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 had they had made games on for Nintendo previously, like with Battletoads and things, but it wasn't right. by Nintendo, right? They had worked with. I think they had made. Um, I, I want to say they made something with Nintendo, but it was like one of their racing games or something on the Game Boy, like Super RC or something like that. Mm. But it wasn't anything that, unless you played it, you don't remember it. It's, you know right. what I mean? Well, and um, it's not, it, it it is not something that involves like their big IPs. <laughs> right. Like in the uh, 90s, you got to remember, this is like the early to mid 90s when all this is going on. Donkey Kong is not like at this point, Donkey Kong is not like, a, a top tier Nintendo character. And in fact, Nintendo's like stable of properties isn't even really like, it's not what oh, it's it is nothing. now. It's, 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 it's literally Donkey Kong as Donkey Kong is, was actually nothing. Cause like you said, it was Donkey Kong Jr. And Mario Kart. Right. But it um, is, it is significant to the I company mean, because Donkey Kong is like sort of the 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 jumping off point for nintendo as a video game developer sure i mean they had, they like game a watches role. and stuff before but yeah but but it still played a huge part in who they who they became was partially yeah. because of donkey kong as a character uh, so the the idea of like handing on like think about how insular and how protected <laughs> yeah nintendo what even is still now but even more so was as a company under um under yamauchi in the 90s mm -hmm. like that man was a tyrant that dude was not letting people yeah. <laughs> he, that man did not let anyone do anything with anything and for in that era for him to be like sure let's let's let them take donkey kong who is essentially like the origin of our modern company mm -hmm. and we'll hand it off to these europeans right. to make a platformer uh, that's that's also pushing the console in terms of like graphical like it's it's not just uh it's not just like you know your 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 typical side scrolling platform i mean it is in terms of gameplay but the way that yeah. they were marketing it with looks and everything like that well i think that i think the fact that it was so graphically impressive is probably and i i don't know the inside story of this development sometimes neither. we come in equipped with like some some big facts about like I, yeah i know? don't i would love to know more about how uh i'd love to know more about how that actually came to be where, where they where they came into working with it but i would guess that rare that i would guess that rare came in and was like look what we got and they had don't they had a render of donkey kong in this engine yeah and nintendo of japan was like holy shit <laughs> yeah okay go oh okay i am this is interesting so donkey kong country it actually had 18 months of development time which is that pretty right. huge and I guess it was That's at a the lot time for that era, but like considering what it is, it actually checks out. Okay, so apparently at the time it had the most man hours ever invested in a video game. 
something it says it says at the time 22 years worth of time was was put into those 18 months i mean i'm i'm sorry that those people didn't get to see their family but you mean <laughs> that i kind of sucks yes but no like <laughs> like yeah but at the same time like over the course of 18 months for tw- it was think- 12 people 12 person team roughly Video game crunch is so much worse than that now. <laughs> Speaking of crunch, I just I did see a funny image of somebody talking about how amazing the rock physics were in in I think Uncharted Four, and somebody was like, "Yeah, that's neat, but maybe it was better if people got to go home by five and the rocks just kind of fell off the the cliff." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, and like during this podcast, I was looking. I'm 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 looking at Twitter. And literally cyberpunk has posted their roadmap for how they're going to fix the game that they didn't finish before they released it. (laughs) And it is like, let me see if I can, let me see if I can find it again. Cause like, here it is. Yeah. Okay. Sending it to you. Discord. Okay. Here's the roadmap. Here's how you'll know when everything's fixed. Hot fix. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god all these poor for, people in for those 20... of you listening um i'll i'll probably put a link in the description to this but like <laughs> it, it is a it is a line it is a bar it is like a timeline yeah. that shows boxes for release 2021 and 2022 and there's no dates on it other than 2021 <laughs> and 2022. <laughs> it just says free it shows DLC in the middle. <laughs> fixes between release and 2021, which obviously already came out because it's, you know, 2021 has landed. And then it shows nebulously a patch 1.1 and a patch 1.2 fairly early on in that timeline. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing that 1.2 is going to come out in February or something like that. And then that there's a possible, though big bar that has like sort of like half shading like they're not real sure (laughs) and in the middle of that and it just says multiple updates and improvements and within that is a is a is a marker that says free dlcs and the other one says free next gen console update (laughs) the only way this timeline could be better this roadmap is if they just put a question mark at the end of 2022 (laughs) i mean they have effectively done that yeah, I know. They, they've done it without admitting to having done it. Now, I will say in their defense that they have on the tweet that I uh, the and the tweet that I posted that from. They also linked out to a blog uh, blog post where they actually go into what this all means in more detail. Mm-hmm. And so I assume there are more details. I don't care about cyberpunk, so I'm not going to look at it or read sure. it. It's more of just the idea that there's probably a lot of crunch coming up for these folks. But it is, yeah, it is the, first of all, the iconography of this timeline is meaningless. Right. That, like, if I were to sum up this image in a sentence, it's, we're going to fix stuff at some point in the next 50 weeks. And there will be some DLC. (laughs) Like, it, it says nothing. It it says there will be two patches and some DLC and some updates between before 2022. Right. And like, you don't need a line. You don't need a timeline chart for that. Like, that's not necessary. (laughs) But also, like, pretty sure 
pretty sure Cyberpunk developers put in 22 years of man hours into the uh, into the game just between one delayed launch date and the next. Yeah. Well, there's way more. Yeah, admittedly, 500 people working on it instead of 12. Yeah. Like, 12 people putting 22 years of man hours into it is, that, like, that's rough. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) You want to know something funny about, um, during the the development of Donkey Kong Country, was that they were using all these new, new new pieces of hardware, like the new, those supercomputers that were, you know, for movies. And I guess it was pulling so much energy that they... (laughs) They're like the the warehouse or where where, all, where they were doing all of the work kept losing power and the electric company was like what is happening over there <laughs> like what are you guys doing to require this much uh this much energy and they had like special air conditioning units and stuff because the machines were just so massive <laughs> oh, I love oh that. man that's fun and and good old well, mid 90s computing right <laughs> yeah yeah well i i believe the 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 old thing about there being a bug in the system was that there was literally a bug in the 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 main like the 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 server farm of or like the you know the computer itself like it could you have had like a literal a, bug you mean in like a, a physical like insect yes oh cool <laughs> i do believe that's where that term came from i could be wrong but i think that then they just kind of kept it as it meant that there was a literal bug in the computer that's and interesting. It, I don't actually. I've never really looked into where that idiom actually comes from, but I'm pretty sure. But that, I, I that maybe would, that's maybe that's just a tale that gets told now. Who knows? Uh, and you know what I mean. That was maybe a. Oh yeah, it was a trapped moth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I was gonna say. I think it was a moth actually. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So that was the first bug being found was literally a bug, <laughs> and that's why the computer wasn't working. I and like of course, this. scientists being scientists, they're like, "Hey, that's funny." Yeah. Let's. <laughs> let's just let's just hold on to that. Um and, and we'll just of, make it real. Right, exactly. And uh and, and so keeping in this this line of thought before we get into the the actual game itself, I just wanted to take a moment and say the the best part of Donkey Kong Country, aside from the way it looks, is the freaking music. Yep. The music in Donkey Kong Country, which you heard of some of when you were first popping in to the yeah. to the to the podcast. It's oh boy, so good. I, I need to figure out what I'm gonna use because there's so much to I will let you pick from you can even put some music on right now if you maybe you know what maybe we could have the nice aquatic theme going while we're chatting just a little bit Uh, because that sounds like you know nice music for this part of the the podcast potentially if we wanted to have it but all right I was probably (laughs) going to use that as the ending but like there's 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 so much good music to use do no you know do whatever you want what I just love about the 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 music for Donkey Kong Country is when they asked Mr. Uh, David Wise to to compose the soundtrack he was just a freelance musician like yeah he was just like making some stuff and they're like, yeah, those will probably be replaced later. But then they're like, Hey, you want to, you want a full-time job at rare? <laughs> like I mean, how... he's done a lot for like, I think he's done a lot for them over time. Like he's worked with them on multiple games and yeah, he has he someone had... who like, this is a lot more obvious to me now being someone who has been basically doing freelance work for like five years now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be freelance, but still be basically working with the same company over and over. Right. No, he, yeah, he was freelance and he, and he did a lot of, I mean, he did a ton of music for, for, well, a lot of games. And I believe most of them were rare games. Yeah. Um, but, but, but Donkey Kong country music, there's think, just think about that for a minute, right? Like he, they, <laughs> he's doing freelance. He's worked with them for close to six years of a bunch of across a lot of things. Then he, then they hear Donkey Kong country music. They're like, what are we doing? <laughs> 
Hire yeah. this man immediately. <laughs> Put I him mean, on our payroll. <laughs> I mean, but did they though? Did they, well, they actually hire him? Because like they offered him a full time position. That's that's all I know is that they okay they, they, they did offer him full time. Okay, yeah. Oh, and, and I mean they and probably made enough money from Donkey Kong Country where they could actually afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, because like I know a lot of in a lot of cases like. I've talked with and worked with enough indie developers now to know that, like, it's usually this tiny core group of people that are just working on the game. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the music and the writing and the other, like, sort of periphery artistic stuff goes, like, that is like, we'll hire someone for that. Oh, okay. We we have somebody to do those things. Gotcha. Because, you know, the game design, um, game design skills are not adjacent to music composition skills or uh, or writing skills or in many cases even like visual art skills no well that's that's why when you see some of those indie games where it's one person doing everything and it looks and sounds and plays well you're sort of yeah. like who is the savant like yeah. what the hell <laughs> Like what? What it, the hell is the deal with Toby Fox? Right. I mean, so to- Toby Fox. My my one of my my good friends Kyle loves to talk about Toby Fox all the time because of he was able to make a the the thing that made him partially famous was the ROM hack he did of Earthbound a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. not only f- impressive because it's you know one like a kid doing right. all this stuff, and that's when he actually made you know Megala uh, Megalovania that the song that everybody knows and loves from. Mm-hmm. Um from undertale now but it's it's doubly impressive because apparently the earthbound code is kind of this enigma of it's like a mess of just like it's 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 to to get earthbound onto the snes cart was kind of a feat in and of itself so they did a bunch of weird crap so to be able to make a um like a mod of that is already impressive and yeah so toby fox i don't know i don't know how he (laughs) how he does what he does it's 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 but it, uh, it's the, that it is that thing where it's like when you have the person who did all of the things <laughs> in the game, then it's like, oh boy, wow, okay, yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, he he even needed help with some of the art, so he's not he's not yeah. immortal, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Stardew Valley also. Yep, that's uh, actually what his... I was. That's that's what I was going to say. I can't think of what his name is. I I know his 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 handle or whatever you want to call it is like concerned ape or something. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, I knew it was like adjective animal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Speaking of apes, actually. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, um, I I feel like we've drifted off because we played Donkey Kong Country and we're like, it was Donkey Kong Country. True. Well, it's 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 because we the 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 excitement of Donkey Kong Country for (laughs) even as a kid was not necessarily playing it. Almost it was almost seeing it and hearing it was what sold it for me right because of the vhs and then i wanted to have it and and yeah i was excited when we talked about playing this game because i have an incredibly fond memory of donkey kong country yeah. so the the super nintendo was at my dad's house and my dad only let me play for like maybe 30 minutes a day kind of a thing maybe an hour on sometimes um and so i didn't play donkey kong country a bunch at once because I had to have it waited out. And then I was, of course, at my mom's house sometimes and not at my dad's, yada, yada, yada. So it took me a really long time to get through Donkey Kong Country. And I remember the I had to go to school. It was early in the morning. I woke up and I was on the, I got to the final boss, uh, you know, King K. Rule of, mm-hmm. of the game. And I remember beating it right before I had to leave to go to school. And it was just this 
such this this feeling of joy like oh my god i finally beat the game it feels so good mm-hmm. uh so it was fun for me to go back and play it this last week because i hadn't played it in well forever <laughs> like actually like you know 20 plus years yeah so that was yeah i'm i'm See, really glad my, we went back to play it. my experience with it is a lot less personal i like that was for me so in the like late 90s early 2000s era um i spent a lot of time at home mm-hmm. like almost all of my time like basically all of my time because <laughs> yeah. that was around the time I moved from Michigan to Florida and Florida schools were bad. So my mom decided that rather than send me to the crappy local school, she would just have me homeschooled for high school, which didn't actually consist of a lot of actual schooling. <laughs> it was kind of just like stay home. Sure. And, um, and so what I hey, did with a out. lot of that time was I, I caught up on, you know, I got my SNES emulator working and oh, right. I caught up on some things and I found some games that I had heard about that I'd heard people talking about being really good and jumped into them and was like, hey, what's the deal with this game? I heard everyone say it was really, really good. Let's uh, let's see what the deal is with it. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when I played a lot of games like a <laughs> lot of a lot of like older games came from that era of like i don't have anything better to do so i'm just going to catch up on old games that i heard people say was really good and see what the deal is with them and donkey kong country was one of those games that i just picked up and played through over the course of a couple of weeks and was like eh, it's pretty good yeah and i you know i did that around 2000ish and then I don't think I've really played very much of it since. Well, you know, it's it's funny because I have a super fond memory of Donkey Kong Country as a kid, but I, I ended up playing, I, pl- I did play th- two and, th- I didn't play that much of two. I think, I don't remember if I beat two, but I played through three. But uh, after that, I, I didn't play that much Donkey Kong Country. I, I played the one that they released on the Wii and I was like, God, Donkey Kong Country kind of sucks. Like I didn't like the way that it <laughs> felt to play. Yeah. And so I was like, God, does the do the? I wonder if the old Donkey Kong Country games are actually not that good. Sort of, maybe I they just bet didn't age they felt well. the same. Well, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I hadn't played a Donkey Kong Country game in so long, and I ne- I didn't bother to go back and play it. I was but just I curious. Mean, like, like, I wonder. But having played the having played the newer ones, did you go back and play Donkey Kong Country and find that it felt similar? Well, so the thing for the Wii one that I I didn't like was there was this weird thing where you had to stop and like pick up dandelions and stuff and it kind of was awkward and there was some they they kind of played more with the the way that the jumps the 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 motion of the character felt weirder to me in my memory now mind you i had played the wii one whenever that one came out and then now we just played this super nintendo one again and i i don't know i i i it's it's really hard for me to judge like i'd really like to play the the uh what's it called country freeze or freeze something tropical freeze tropical the one freeze I'd like to play that now and see how I feel. Um, yeah, because the there's games. Donkey Kong Country Returns, and then there's Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which is essentially Donkey Kong Country Returns 2. Yeah, and it's the re-release of the Switch. Yes, or, or the, the Wii U version. The yeah. Wii U version. Because um, 
it sounds like we're about to say Donkey Kong Country is just the greatest game ever. But <laughs> but to be honest, the some of the 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 I don't know if it's the motion in the game. It feels awkward sometimes. Like it sometimes feels like you're gonna slide off edges and things. It's it's sort of weird the the how it catches uh when you're doing jumps and stuff. I don't know how to capture what I'm trying to say, but there's a few moments in the game where you're like, Well, this is this doesn't feel like it's playing quite right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it's just like there is some quirkiness mm-hmm. in uh, in the way that it controls, and and I think that enjoying the game, the game has a lot of momentum. Yeah, like just the general controls of it. Even it does going, going fast going, better than Sonic. <laughs> it, I mean, are <laughs> you sorry. saying that because I said that during the stream? I had thought about it prior to you say saying that during it. The stream. I know, but when you said that, I was like, "Yep, that's what I was." I, when I was playing it, I was like, "Man, this game feels so much better to go fast in than games that are supposed to be games that you go fast in." So I, I did not link it to Sonic, but that's what I was thinking. I mean, it does it does similar um, it does similar things. Like some of the barrel segments, where it's just firing you from like barrel, 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 like the auto fire ones. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, bam, 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 bam. And you're getting like bananas the whole way. And it feels really good sometimes. Yeah, it does. And like the last one will like bounce you off of an enemy. And then you're just kind of like slide to a stop on the, on the, uh, on the next platform. But you can also just keep going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, like the speed run of this game has, I've never actually watched it, but you had mentioned that there was one recently in the last, um, the one that ended like a month ago. The, or yeah. The, the ago, GDQ, GDQ that it was, it was just last week. Um, yeah. And it was, it was. It's Sounds fantastic. Like awesome. It's it's it is one of the best races, speedrun races I've ever seen cuz it's two people playing it side by side and they are like in sync. It's like a it's a 40 it's a, like a 45 minute race. Mm-hmm. They are like in the same room almost like frame for frame tied for like 40 minutes <laughs> out of the 45 minutes. And usually so what cool. happens in in a race like that is someone makes an early mistake and then like, yeah, they're because, playing catch up, hoping the other person messes up or something like that. Right. But as long as the other person doesn't make like an equally big mistake, the race is basically over like five minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's weird watching races like that when something's like super optimized mm-hmm. because it's, if someone makes a mistake early in the run, they're basically like, there's no catching up after that point, especially if it's only two people. Right. But this one was like, there were small mistakes made here and there, but like there's, there's very little RNG in Donkey Kong country. Yeah. Yeah. But like one of the only bits of RNG in the game is when you fight Neki, the vulture. Yep. The one that spits, uh, like walnuts the, at you, the coconut things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, like where that person appears, where, 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 appear where he screen. spawns, whether he spawns higher or lower. You mm-hmm. make up like a few frames if he shows up lower on the uh, on the mm-hmm. last hit sure, because that he, makes has, sense. he has he has short have to fall. Yeah, ah, yeah. That difference like was enough to like one person getting better RNG on where on where Neki was when he fell. Like basically brought it back to tide at one point. <laughs> like it was just that close the whole time. It's ridiculous. That sounds. Also, I'm going to watch that after this. Actually, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you, I would say that if you only watch one run from AGDQ 2021, watch that or Yoshi's Island. 
yeah, Yoshi's Island was a, if you want to be nervous for an hour, like, or two. Yeah, it was two, was, was it two hours? It is like two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. Holy cow. That's how good it was. Which is like, that's, I actually don't remember how, wow. Which is stressful to me because the level of precision that he showed in every stage for over two hours straight with like practically no mistakes <laughs> is just like that's not real. Uh, there's that's even nuts. there's even donations that came in during it that were like that were like is this a task? <laughs> right. Like well, cause, th- this is like robotic efficiency. Yeah, it was it was it's actually insane. The, I I can't believe it was 2 hours. I watched it and I did not feel like 2. Hours. You know, that's a game that I'd like to play that I've never played. You never played Yoshi's Island? I not all the way through. I I I own it and I played through half of it. I just never finished it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, That's... I'd be uh that is definitely a game that I have played all the way through, but it is also a game that I have started and played through like part of World 2 like 18 times. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to I'd I'd really love to cuz I've I've I want to say I got to World 2 or 3, and then I don't remember what happened, because I got it really late in the Super Nintendo at, like, a bargain bin. Yeah. I think the 64 was already out, so it was kind of like a... You know when Toys R Us was had, like, games just chucked in the thing because they didn't care anymore? Um, it was like a like a like just a metal bin. That's where I got Super Mario RPG and... and uh, I also got... I was actually just going to say, I also got um, Super Mario RPG in uh in a in a eb games bargain bin for like See, they should they should have sent a they should have sent a vhs tape for, for the game <laughs> but you know what one of the things that i really appreciate about playing donkey kong country again was the first level i i actually think the first level does such a great job of teaching you a bunch of stuff about mm-hmm. the game and how it's going to work because yeah. It has two tiers, right? You have the main level that you can just walk along, but then there's a ton of stuff in the treetops. Yep. And, it, and the treetops help you realize that you can jump in midair, which is not something... Like, if you do a roll off an edge, and then you you can jump after that. That's yes. such a cool mechanic that I didn't really... Like, obviously, you have to use it when you know, you're playing through the game at some points, but as a kid, I was, I was nervous, like to, to roll and jump sometimes. So well, it's, yeah, it it's... doesn't make sense that you'd be able to do that because you're essentially you, the game doesn't give you a double jump. Right. So like, it's one thing if the game establishes that you have a double jump, which like super ghouls and ghosts does in the very first section of the game. The very mm-hmm. first thing you run into is a, is a rock pillar that you can't jump over unless you double jump. Mm-hmm. So like, established within the first 10 seconds, there's a double jump. You have to use it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Donkey Kong country doesn't really do that. And the idea of like, you don't have a double jump, but you do have a, like in a midair jump that is situational specifically to when you roll or cartwheel off of a ledge. Yeah. And, and that's interesting too, because of how the two different characters play, right? Like Donkey Kong's roll or yep. I mean, excuse me, Diddy Kong's cartwheel makes him go a lot faster and a further. A lot faster. Uh, and I like that they even had the enemies that only Donkey Kong can kill the 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 yep. cl- the clumps. That's the, not right. The clamps, clumps, clumps, or or the or the crushes. Crush crushes. That's what they are. That's what I, I think thinking. both actually. What are clum- are clumps? Isn't that just a, a dumb? Movie? I think that's just the big. There is a clump. I think that's the big like yeah clump beer is the belly one, that- one with the army helmet. I think I don't think crush. I think clumps are in the first world, the first stage. Excuse me. Mm. 
the yeah the the crushes are like the big like muscle t guys and you those are the blue much later yeah those are later uh and and they they just do just such a nice job of laying out the level because they they give you like a little animal critter that you'll probably accidentally run it into a secret um hole in the wall just by like bumping into it in the beginning oh yeah unless you're like purposely rushing through it because you're you know you kind of have played it before and you're just sort of going but yeah but it's definitely it's definitely built in such a way that like if you do what i usually do which is just pick up a barrel and throw it immediately (laughs) it's it's like it's kind of like built in such a way that like you will most likely find this on accident and then learn immediately oh that's a thing yeah, and, and they have a couple instances where the enemies are spaced out in such a way that you can just bounce off of them yep. and yep. get to the next one, which is a mechanic that's used later on and can mm-hmm. be not necessarily abused, but you can do some fun stuff with that later, too. The one uh, thing that really uh, the one thing that really surprises me is that the whole uh, the whole rolling off an edge and using like the midair jump. Yeah, the in the speedrun community, there is a there's a specific name for what that jump is, and I don't know what it is, but me neither. I have no like, idea. But like I've heard it before, but it's not committed to memory. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like an exploit. It seems like the type of thing that is in the game, but it's not really like <laughs> it's not really intended. It just happens to work that way, and so it's used for, um. It's just used for, you know, like unintended tricks and stuff. Yeah. But then you see the thing where like, here's a letter that's in a pit. Mm hmm. Well, and the very first stage has a has a treetop that has a like a balloon for a one up, a green balloon for a one up that you can only get to by doing that roll jump. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of spots later in the game where it becomes very, very clear that those mechanics are not only are not only there on purpose it's not an exploit and it's not a bug that is in the game on purpose and they and it, the game is designed around it yeah, yeah they exactly. expect you to use that mm-hmm. like it's it is it is a requirement in some cases i i think you can go through the game without ever actually using it but like, yeah, I think there's maybe one jump that you might have to use it on. But otherwise, I think you're right. It's mostly just for picking up like here's a here's a bunch of bananas or a a balloon or a or a, a balloon or a letter to spell Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I really love. And then at the I like how at the end of the first level, it gets kind of rainy because the next level's in the storm. I like that they have like the the transition of the story of the levels. Like, what's yeah, going yeah, on. yeah. Like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of back um like background i don't know the levels seem relatively consistent it feels very it what what it feels to me is very nintendo which is kind of dumb to say but it just feels like a lot of care was taken to have everything fit like the Mm -hmm. stuff that's there is is this and i think this is especially true in the first level because it kind of captures the whole essence of the game is is that it very much is a design like the beginning of a of a Mario world where yeah yeah all of the features in the first level you'll use forever and you may not even notice how to do something until later but when you go back you really appreciate oh wow that's so neat right yeah. like we talked about mm-hmm. that when we played Mario 64 how they had a cameraman come down to help explain why your camera is this weird 3D space like it doesn't you're not used to that so they they have a little story to go with it and you don't right. really care or appreciate it in the moment you're playing it the first time because who cares you're playing mario 64 and it's 1996 but later when you look back you're like wow that's actually freaking genius how they like, came up with to, this idea to explain it as a camera yeah 
to 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 come down and explain it as like, oh yeah, think of it like there's a man hold there's a there's a thing, a floating camera behind you, and you're controlling that with these buttons. Mm-hmm. That alone revolutionized 3D gaming. Right. And now Donkey Kong 60 or Donkey Kong Country doesn't revolutionize side-scrolling platformers by, by no. any stretch, but it's it sure is it sure is fun to play. I I it, I, you know, I, I had it. a I really fine did. time. Yeah. I I um, had a lot of fun playing it. There are some really just kind of almost dirty uh level design in a couple of them where you're sort of like really <laughs> But it makes you, it was, it's, it's, that's, there's something to be said about a game that makes you kind of throw your hands up at a moment. Like, oh my God, are you kidding? Cause that doesn't happen that often. <laughs> yeah. I, I land on both sides of the level design. Uh, some sure. of it's really frustrating. Yeah. And I think I said really during the stream, like I'm in a weird spot with it where usually when I'm challenged, I get really, um, I get really intense. Yeah. And I like I have to like really focus in and I really care. Like the more I fail at something, the, the more, more I care about it. getting it done. Yeah. Like the bigger the bigger the payoff when I get it. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't feel that with Donkey Kong Country because I, I and I, I don't really have a good explanation for it. But I think on some level, it doesn't feel like it should be as hard as it is. <laughs> I agree with that. It's way harder than. Well, so some you stages get, definitely feel you, you get this sort of you, you think it's going to play like Mario and then it definitely doesn't. Yeah. Well, it's I don't I don't know. Like, I guess to some extent I play through it and it feels like getting through the stages is kind of a foregone conclusion. Sure. But then I die 15 times on one stage. <laughs> right. But it doesn't feel like it's hard. It just feels like. Oh man, I keep dying. I just gotta ah, uh, damn it. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't know. It doesn't, for whatever reason, it doesn't trigger that. Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't trigger that thing that like even Star Tropics did for me, where like I really got in there and it it mattered to me a lot that I finish it. It was just like I would finish a stage that I died on a bunch of times, and I was like, all right, and I didn't yep. really, I didn't really feel anything. It's like. It's a surprisingly flat game in the way that it made me and the way that I sort of interacted with it. Sure. Do you think that's because you knew it's you know, it's not a, you you know, it's not that challenging of a game in terms of the like you, you had no doubt when we talked about playing it. You're like, yeah, I'll probably finish it in one stream. Right. Like I thought it might take me to. But uh, I was a but, little surprised when I finished it in like under four hours. So do you think that's just because. Like those feelings were because it's it's easy or because you don't have like a a strong attachment to the game and it doesn't it doesn't do anything all that new. Like if, if you don't it's one of those games that sure we're talking about how it was amazing looking back in the day, but playing it now it you wouldn't even know that it was a game that was hyped up that way. Like you would right. have no idea. I mean if you if you have a strong understanding of what that era of gaming looked like, you can look at this and be like, Wow, nineteen ninety four? This? Like, wow. Right. But like, it certainly doesn't still look special now. No, no. Um, like by, by like modern standards, it could be done obviously a lot better, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, I think you can still appreciate it in its time frame for like, it is easily one of the best looking Super Nintendo games for, in a, in a, in a number of ways. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not like but, yeah, I mean, fancy sprites. 
but you're right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really blow me away now. And I, I think that on some level it does feel like it's just like, aside from it being Donkey Kong, aside from it having like nice style and from it looking good and having great music and the, the sort of aesthetics of it being great. It does just kind of feel like an also ran platformer. Mm-hmm. Like so, from a gameplay perspective, it feels very just there. Well, that's 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 uh, that's what's so weird for me about the game is that I don't think I care about Donkey Kong Country. I care about the feelings that it brings up. Yeah, I I love except for you, the music. You pop it I in can't, the nostalgia category. I can't I can't talk about I can't talk about a much how much I love the music or I mean I I can't whatever i'm trying to say the music's fantastic you cannot <laughs> overstate how much you like the music yeah. i can't use words either um the the, the music is fantastic and and that's mm-hmm. that that will forever no be some of the best music in in games i think like it's just it it captures the feeling of of donkey kong country so much so that like I you had... said the, the the swing music is literally what they use for like the the jungle yeah uh, the, the, the jungle the jungle hijinks theme. like that yeah like that that music is just the music of donkey kong Country that is now. the donkey kong theme now like right. that is what his that is what his theme music is it's basically it's all but official and and, and like what's everyone really talks funny about aquatic ambience everyone talks about gangplank galleon i oh, think that like i think that the thing that impressed me the most was going through the game and hitting a couple of stages where it's like Oh, oh, hey, no one even talks song. about this song. Yeah, this I is you know, great. I didn't remember it. So I like that when you when you when you use when you go to the fun- Funky's flights and you sit there for a second, it kind of starts playing that like there's like a little bit of metal to it. Yeah. Like after, you know, 30 seconds or so of listening, I was like, whoa, I don't yeah. remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like all of those um, all of those little like stop in things are they're basically like. They could very easily be like five to ten second loops. Yeah. And no one would complain because it's just a, you know, it's a save menu thing and you're on it for five to ten seconds. No one would complain if you just looped the music, but if you could just leave it there and it's like a full two minute loop. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a full song with like verse and chorus and everything. And it, that, that was like a, oh, cool. <laughs> I didn't know this. So yeah, like that was that was the thing that impressed me the most going in knowing that the game has a has a reputation for music and knowing that that reputation extends mostly to a couple of core themes. Like okay, we've got the, you know, we've got the we've got the jungle hijinks theme which is basically just theme of Donkey Kong now, and that's great. <laughs> uh you've got Aquatic Ambience which everyone loves, you've got Gangplank Galleon that everyone loves, but also there's this cave theme and there's this uh there's this like crystal theme and then there's this ice theme. Oh yeah, the crystal theme is cool. Yeah. And oh, speaking all, of like, ice like, stages, no one talks about them, but they're still like even like the B-side stuff is really good, basically yeah. is what I'm saying. I I still can't believe so there's there's a level in one of the snow levels where it has the most obnoxious series of shooting yourself into barrels, I think in the whole game and uh, Dean accidentally skipped it all by by wrongly shooting himself on a diagonal at one point and it yeah, sent him to a I, I missed. That that launched him to the end of the stage. And those little things are things that I actually love about Donkey Kong Country. I, I hate them on the one hand that the game literally expects you to jump into every single pit in the entire game to find everything, which is just kind of stupid. 
and uh, 95% of them are just death. Right. So it's, it's kind of dumb, but at the same time, when you find one by accident like that, you're sort of like, well, hell, that was awesome. Yeah, no, it, it was great. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm a big sad. fan of the way this game handles percentage completion. Well, I don't like it because you don't even know how many secret stages are in each level. Exactly. Like it God, would be it would so be stupid. completely different if it was like, hey, there is if it like Super Mario World is like there is one secret at most in each stage and there will be a different color for that stage denoting whether or not there is a secret. Yeah. No, how how Donkey Kong Country has a it's a total mess for how it does the the percentage complete. So this is the first when I played through this time, I decided to go for a hundred hundred and one percent, which is effectively just a hundred percent. But, you know, right. they're being cheeky. Um, and it was it was really fun for a while. And then I was like, what am I doing? I'm just going to use a guide and look at where all the I still did one hundred and one percent, but I stopped doing it myself because I was like, I've wasted way too much time just jumping into pits randomly. <laughs> right, right, right. Because it's. Like, it isn't even, like, it doesn't keep track of collectibles. It's not about, like, it's right. not even about, like, get, like, coins in all the stages or collect all of this thing or all of that thing. Yeah, because I Where think Donkey can... Kong Country 2 adds coins that you collect, and then you use those coins to open up uh, the the super secret world. Yeah, which, that sounds right. Which I am 100% going to use rewind time or at least save states for because I'm not going to play through like if I want to because I want to be able to see the secret world but I don't want to have to play the game for 10 hours yeah yeah understandable whenever we end up playing the second one or if we end up playing it I'm sure we will even if um, just for the music <laughs> I mean yeah sticker brush Sym uh, symphony <laughs> oh god it's so good I think that's better than Aquatic Ambience, honestly. I don't... So, Donkey Kong Country 2, I never owned the game. I don't know why. I don't own any of them, except for... I, I think I told you, uh, or maybe I mentioned on stream, on stream that I, I bought one in Japan. Oh, that's right, yeah. But, like, this, so I have one for Super Famicom, but, like, I never actually owned it myself. I think I may have rented it once. Sure. And then, like, later I said I, you know, when I got into emulation in, like, the late 90s, I was like, okay, well... I never bought this and I have no money, so <laughs> I can't I don't really have any way to get this, but I want to try it. So let me see. Like, like, let me let me play more of it and see more of what it's about. I I but and then I, I didn't I, like I liked it so much that I never played two and three. There you go. <laughs> I, I enjoy three because it has this really cool overworld thing where you get like different vehicles and stuff. And I, I that one really stuck out to me as a kid because it was just different than going you know than selecting stage and then go to stage it has like this cool overworld thingy which i i liked a lot um but i'll be i'll be excited to play through both of them again to see how they hold up because again this was mostly writing entirely on nostalgia yeah uh, and, and not even nostalgia of the game but so much as like the 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 events surrounding the game. Oh, not the and game the, at and all. the excitement and the lead up to the game. It, it was, it was more of just those, that childhood, those, those fun things that happen, right? As a kid, like, Oh, I'm up at six in the morning playing a video game. Cause my dad's asleep and doesn't know I'm playing yet. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And then he wakes up and he's like, Hey, we got to go. I was like, Oh, come on, let me finish this. And he lets me like have the extra time to play it or something. Right. Like that kind of, it's more of the, the joy of, of those things. And, and I do remember the music oddly enough, but the, the game itself, I think Donkey Kong Country is, is it's a fine game. It's, it's a, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of like meh about it. 
Yeah. But like, I would never dare to suggest that Donkey Kong Country is a bad game. Yeah, no, 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 no. I think it is a very, very good game that is, at its worst points, competent. Right, (laughs) yeah. Like, it just, for whatever reason, it's a good game that has never really been special to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are just, yeah, there are games like that for everybody where you recognize that it's quality, but like it just doesn't, it just doesn't click with you as like, as like a really special experience. It's just like, that was a good game I played one time. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it. That's, that's pretty much Donkey Kong Country, you know, it's, uh, it was, it was loved by reviewers when the game came out, like, you know, close to perfect scores across every single. It's hard not, like, especially in the area, I, I. It would be hard to not be impressed by it. Yeah. Well, and that's that was that's that was the thing that I bumped into when I played Donkey Kong Country Returns. I was kind of like, ooh, does Donkey Kong Country suck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> do I want to play this game? And that was that was that weird moment because in my my entire life up to that point, I had held it as like, oh, that's an amazing game that I played as my childhood because it's an amazing game, right? As opposed right. to now I'm sort of like, well, I still like it. And I, I, I'd, may, I'd play it again someday if it's in like some compilation thing. Blah, blah, blah. Who knows? But I won't probably I'll, I'll never go out of my way to like, oh, you know what? I feel like playing Donkey Kong Country. You know, like there are there's a large I always fall back on this, but I think it's more true now than than usual. There are a lot of people out there who will passionately argue that Donkey Kong Country is the best game on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Or that it's their favorite game. Favorite. And I would not even. <laughs> I would not even lift a finger to to say that they're wrong. Yeah. Like I I would I would hear that and be like perfectly valid opinion. Like yeah, that, totally that get that. That's not that's not offensive to me. No. Like do I feel that way? No. I don't have a whole lot of emotion tied up with it. I played it again and, you know, it was it was a very even experience for me. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It was a very level experience. Not a lot of highs, not a lot of lows. Edge was just kind of there. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean that it's bad, and that doesn't mean that people can't have, like, really, really, really enjoyed it. And, like, if you're one of those people listening right now, and you are angry about this assessment, I see you. I think you're probably more right than I am. (laughs) but it's a subjective thing and like donkey kong country is quality but it's not special to me and i think that's where i have to leave it it's certainly not knights (laughs) it's why you gotta drag knights again it's like i'm I'm sorry i can't help it let that die in 2020 we we (laughs) you know all right all right i'll never bring it up again i promise yes you will yeah probably no, I for for yeah. I think my 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 final thought of Donkey Kong Country is that I I'm I'm happy we played through it again. Honestly, like I I enjoyed it. I I actually was genuinely having fun playing it. Um, I don't pretty good one time. Yeah, that's that's I'm 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 sad. I don't need to play it again for like twenty years. Yep. <laughs> so next week we are playing. Uh, what's it called? Trip World. Trip World. Trip World. It's a game that we so, we think we've heard of, but we're not sure. <laughs> we'll find out shortly. <laughs> it's a crazy short game. We'll probably both be done with it in less than an hour. Yep. Um, and um, it's a Game Boy game. 
and and we'll see. Well, yeah, question mark. This is this is the first time. I, I don't think we've gone into a game this blind like both of us in a while. Yeah, we've been I, I we've know. been doing a lot of stuff that like either you or I have some attachment with. Sure. I think maybe I think like scat is probably the last game we played <laughs> where like neither of us had any idea what the hell it is. But we're mm-hmm. like, sure, let's screw it. Let's try. Let's, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, might have been. So uh, next week we're we're going to try. Yeah, we're, we're going to we're going to trip some world. God, what if it is like a drug thing? I. It's probably not. No, but I but what like trip? What 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 kind of trip? Like I a vacation? I, you're, I think you play like some kind of bunny. I, I That does not answer the question at all. Don't care. <laughs> Come back next week. We'll have answers. Or not. <laughs> or not. More than likely. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>